There is no civility, only politics. The Republic is not what it once was. The Senate is full of greedy, squabbling delegates. There is no interest in the common good. I must be frank, your highness. There is little chance the Senate will act on faking Star Wars radio. A fantastic hello to you out there in the Faker Nation. Welcome to Faking Star Wars Radio, the official podcast of FakingStarWars.net. We are so grateful that you've tuned in. Here's what we have in store for you this week. It's our fourth episode of our eight-part lead-up to The Rise of Skywalker. As T. Brontor, IG-69, and myself, Storm Duper, get amnesiacally sent back in time to watch The Phantom Menace for the first time in our lives. We also have the Real News Rundown with Darth Eckham from Channel Star Wars, some fake ads, listener mail, and of course some ridiculously stupid surprises. Stick with us. My name is Storm Duper. Joining me today are my great co-hosts, IG69 and T. Brontor. You guys made it to the studio on time, and you even brought pizza with you. Thank you so much. It's not for uh, you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, our dude. pizza. Get your, Get your own, own. pizza. I, I thought, you know, after what we've been through, guys, the last few weeks, we had established a bit of rapport and camaraderie, you know? I mean, we've been basically time bandits for the last three episodes of Star Wars. You guys, like, left me to die or whatever in the forest. I am not happy with you. I'm still not. Teeb, we, we took you with us. We devised and hatched a very ornate plan that involved a lot of different moving parts. Uh, I would say we are responsible for your survival. You were going to sell my organs. That is true, but instead we left Herbert to be devoured instead of you. So I think, uh, you know, you should thank us for that choice. That's right. That's I right. I guess. So. Just this once. Thank you guys for uh, not letting me get eaten by the Swedish girl. All right. Well, we're, thank you. You tuned in. We got a great episode in store for you. Hello, I'm Noah Bricklawn, and I want to talk to you about midichlorians. If you have type 2 midichlorians like I have, you are confronted with choices. You can go down the dark side, but I hope you don't. I hope you choose to get involved with a good master and learn about the ways of the Force. If you're over the age of 4 and on Medicare, contact Jedi Liberty and receive your free midichlorian meter today. You'll learn to check your midichlorian level, and with a diet and meditation program, you can keep your midichlorian level under control. No one is more serious about keeping midichlorians under control than Jedi Liberty. So call Liberty. They are the galaxy's leader in midichlorian home testing supplies and will deliver right to your door. If you have midichlorians, check them often. There's no reason not to. And call Liberty. They can help you lead a better life. Guys, is it just me or does today feel like it's happening just like it did 32 years ago. What do you want about now, Duper? I'm experiencing deja vu, and I'm seeing things that rhyme. Like a cat in the hat? No, I mean visual rhythms that form a kind of poetry. <sighs> I hate poetry, especially slam poetry. I hope you're not seeing any of that crap. Oh, poetry. It's coarse and rough, and it gets everywhere. Wait a minute, Storm Duper. How can you feel deja vu if we've never been to NASCAR together before? You're right. I'm just overthinking it. Thanks again for inviting us, Teeb. Just don't embarrass me, okay? NASCAR fans can spot a fake fan a mile away. Good thing I wore my jumpsuit. That is pretty sweet. Hey, is that real leather? Guys, uh, our Uber is here. Let's go, boys. Hey, I like to call them goobers because it reminds me of our stick figure mascot. Whatever. I'm not riding in front. Called it. Not it. 
That's fine. I love making new friends, and Goober drivers have the best stories. Wait a minute. Something smells familiar. Like a kind of nasal poetry. It's fried chicken? That can't be. We ditched him. Well, hello there, boys. Herbert. Oh, screw this. I'm out. Hey, not so fast there, you metallic monstrosity. Oh, jeez. Herbert, I guess you're not really going to be taking us to the Talladega Super Speedway, are you? Oh, Sonny, I never been down that far south to Toladurga. I, I could never handle the humidity. Oh, I think we should go somewhere else. In and out Burger? Walmart for Star Wars toys? I don't know. You know, it's been a while since I've been around some people. I, I kind of feel like a party. Yeah. How about we party like it's 1999? Oh, God, no. Anything but 1999. Hey, what's wrong with 1999? I love that Prince song. He's taking us back to the dark times. May 16th, 1999, if all my calculating and converting is correct, I carried the one. Heavens to Betsy, Herbert. You would not dare. Yippee! Oh, I would. I... We're going to go see the Phantom Menace premiere. No. No. Yay. Yeah, just as soon as I figure out how to get the key in this driverless, keyless vehicle and we'll figure out how to use this Tesla, then I'm going to take you guys back. And it says here in the manual, oh, let's see, 1.19, Gaija, Giga, Guga, Gugawitcha. Hey, what does this say? Gigawatts. And here we go! We're still here. Hey, we're still here, guys. Wait a minute, my my, whole, my mobile hotspot, it just went dead. My texts to the authorities failed to send. A communications disruption can mean only one thing. You are about to enter another dimension. A dimension not only of Star Wars comedy and satire, but of parody. A journey into a wondrous alien land whose boundaries are that of fabrication. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Actually, I think we're just in a tunnel. As soon as we get out, we'll be able to... All right, boys, you hand over your phones. I heard that if I recycle them, I get five cents per, per every pound of aluminum. Way to explain our escape plan, genius. Yeah. 2000-0-0 party over oops out of time. So tonight I'm gonna party like it's 1999. Hand over them smarty pants watches too. I bet they'll fetch a handsome price down at the recycling center. This is a really dumb watch. Honest. Give it here, Sonny. No. Your Back to the Future trick isn't working, Herbert. Let us go, and I promise never to tell my mom. Hey, the trick doesn't work in a tunnel, you fool. It says right here in the manual. But now that we're out, prepare to learn all about them midadimachloria googaligans again. It's working! It's working!
Missing. Three frightened little figures. Names? Storm Duper, IG-69, and T. Brontor. Well, that smells stinkin' Last seen in a goober driven by one Herbert of unknown origin. A crazy old man who has just bought them a ticket to a past they'd rather forget. But of course they can't, because through some form of midichlorian magic, their modern-day Star Wars memories are not coming along for the ride. In other words... Our fakers will have to suffer through the biggest disappointment of their fanboy lives for the very first time again. 136 minutes of cinematic terror better known as Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Wisa not in Kansas anymore. Wisa in the Twilight Zone. Oh no! Wisa be robbed and crunched. What happened? I, I, I blacked out for a minute. Herbert kidnapped us and took us back to May 16th, 1999. Oh, that's awesome. So why why would he take us there? I have no idea. But I am a little bit more concerned with these ankle locks that he placed on us, Teeb. Oh, you'll see. It's all going to make sense soon enough. Oh, man, Herbert is taking you boys to the motion picture show. Oh, you like them motion pictures, don't you? <laughs> a good old talkie with some pew-pew action. <laughs> as long as you're paying. I've got a bad feeling about this. Guys, we're we're in Times Square. Wow, look at all the pretty lights. Wait, is that Elmo? What the heck is he doing with Captain America? No idea, but fake Dora the Explorer over there is dancing with fake Spider-Man. This is like the mecca for fakers. We we were destined to come here. Is that the naked cowboy? Hey! Pipe down already. We're almost there. Oh, wow. There's a red carpet and everything. Yeah, the, the Lois Astor Plaza restaurant, it went all out for you boys tonight. Guys, it's something called the Pantene Menace. Dude, that clearly says Mask of the Phantasm. The Phallus Mangina? For the love of all that's good and holy under the stars, which I do sleep under every day, it's the Phantom Menace. Told you, guys. What the heck is a Phantom Menace? Is that a new opera? It's one of them Star Wars that you kids love. But they haven't made a Star Wars movie in 16 years. Yeah, Herbert. Are you for real? Did you take your meds, man? A new friggin' Star Wars? Dude, I love you. Let's bury the hatchet. Talk about trying to kill us with kindness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the spirit. Here's how it's gonna work. I'm dropping you boys at the theater restaurant with the tickets. You're going in and you're watching everything every damn last minute or else. Uh, Herbert, I hate to break it to you, but we're Star Wars super fans, so you don't have to threaten us to watch the latest entry in our favorite film series. Either way, you won't get but 50 feet from the place without them ankle braces blowing up and knocking you down until I can get there and give you a good wrap on the knuckles. Sure thing, Herbie. Come on, guys. This is now awesome. Get out. Get out, my goober. Go enjoy the show. I hope you're into space politics and trade federations. <laughs> Revenge is mine. Boy, that old coot. Man, he's got such a flair for the dramatic. Oh, whatever. I'll put up with anything for Star Wars tickets. We're finally getting more George Lucas movies. I mean, I, I can't believe it. Dude, is that Macaulay Culkin? Mac! Mac! 
Big fan. Hey, can you make the face for us? Please. Oh, yes, the Home Alone face, please. Slap your cheeks one more time, please. How about I slap the out of you morons? Whoa, Kevin McAllister would never say that. Fuck you. I'm saying it, pal. Get lost. Getting lost now. Okay, guys, uh, let's just make a beeline for the movie. Star Wars is new. It's Donald Trump and Kathy Griffin. Are we dreaming? That hair, is it CG? Mr. Trump, over here, over here. Who wears an NASCAR outfit to a Star Wars premiere? I'll tell you who. Only the best, the biggest, and the most successful fans. You're a hero. You know that, kid. I'd love to sell you a bridge, maybe a building someday. Please take my card. Kathy, ain't he the second best looking guy here? Oh, he's really handsome, Mr. Trump. He's really handsome. Here's to making Star Wars great again, boys. Enjoy the movie. Whoa, Kathy Griffin was totally making eyes with me, guys. Pretty sure she was eyeing me, but you were in the way. Let's go already. The movie starts in five. Let's get a good seat. Come on. I still don't get why Herbert put these stupid ankle bracelets on us. Showtime. Oh, now I understand why Herbert put these ankle braces on me. I mean, there were so many giant neck beards squashing me and I couldn't have gotten out even if I had tried. But my gosh, how I wanted to. That was an absolute abortion of a film. Did you see the same movie I saw? Because that was cinematic gold. I think that there's something wrong with you. I think you're broken or something. Oh, I mean, all right, you know, it wasn't it wasn't perfect, but it wasn't awful. It's you know, um, it's kind of, I'm kind of go middle of the road movie. You assume too I, much. I am filled with so much fear, anger, suffering, and hatred right now. Like, I wish you guys had a little bit more empathy for how I feel. Why should we have empathy for you? It, it, it's sad that you don't appreciate this amazing movie. I mean, this is this is the beginning of Darth Vader. This is how the biggest badass in the galaxy starts off. It's like he built C-3PO. He, that's awesome, man. That, okay, it's it's not awesome, but it's it's not horrible. You know, like, um, yeah, there's some stupid things, but. Wait, you're saying that's stupid? He made a he made a he made a droid for his mom. His mom needed help, obviously, being a slave. She needed help with her protocol, and he built her a protocol droid. And he, like he's poor, so he didn't have like fancy dinners. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the life of Shmi Skywalker. Okay, but I mean, it looked like it was okay on Tatooine. I mean, Tatooine is a poop hole. Watto seemed to me like he was like a mover and shaker in the town. So, I mean, obviously, she's going to need to have that like assistance with, you know, like you said, big fancy dinners and things like that. I mean, Watto is connected, obviously. He's got little wings. That was kind of cool. He was like a little per like a little turd with with wings. I liked him. Guys, I just feel like you've jumped so far like into this abyss and I'm still in an existential crisis here like I need therapy. I mean, we waited how many years for a new Star Wars movie? And then that's the turd that gets churned out. Like, 
And there were so many people that were just soaking it up like these syncophantic lemmings. It made me just so sick to my stomach to see people so happy over something that was so horrible. I mean, if I could, I would scream in their ears as loud as I can and ruin all their happiness because it was it made me feel so disgusting you're, inside. No, you're like one of those incels on the subway train that like sees a happy couple and you want to stab them, right? Because I'm the happy couple, man. I loved that movie. I loved I loved everything about it. Qui- Qui-Gon Jinn, he's a badass. It's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. They got Liam Neeson in a Star Wars. Excalibur, hello. I'm not saying that everything was bad, Teeb, but this was the movie that I've been living for, and it was horrible. What else do I have left in life? I don't know. Well, I mean, well, okay. This is not, this is the, this has got to be like the first of more, right? Well, of course they're, they, I mean, yes, they're going to be obviously completing two and three leading up to the next part of uh, uh, leading up to the original trilogy. They have to. All I care about is Darth Vader. How does he, how does this little kid from Tatooine, a, a farm boy or a slave in this case, from Tatooine, how does he become Darth Vader? That's all I want to know. And they've set that okay. up perfectly for me. I like the fact that we were on Tatooine and that we saw a different part of Tatooine. Like they called it Mos Espa. So mm. now we've realized that Mos must mean like base or like village or something. And that was a nice little detail. That was the only good thing about it for crying out loud. That was the only good thing about it is that you learned what the word Moss means. <laughs> well, I can't think of much else. Like, okay, first of all, okay, let's start from the beginning here, okay? That opening yes, scene was so dry and boring. Like, what was the first line? The taxations of outlying stuff. Guy trade routes is in dispute or some garbage. <laughs> when when has Star Wars ever been about trade? Like, tell me one time that trade was brought up in a Star Wars movie before this. Well, I think that's the point. Star Wars, when we first see the first Star Wars, it's there's the wars are going on. This is kind of leading up to the Star Wars. They don't want to say it's star negotiations. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> but okay, what about the lightsaber going star in the door? What about that? That was so cool. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same ring, you know? Even Star Trek, even though it's boring where they're just walking around in space or whatever. But Star Wars, it takes time to get up to the wars, right? Things have to fall apart. But what about the lightsaber going in the door? That was really cool. He's like, oh, hang on, I got this. And he's like, kind of sticks it in like a little popsicle melting there. He's melting the Team, door. we've been waiting three decades or however long to watch a new Star Wars movie and then they whip out the lightsaber in the first five minutes and do something like that we've never seen like there's nothing left after that like the whole movie blew its load in the first five seconds (laughs) garbage (laughs) you think think that was the greatest part I didn't think it was like the greatest part of the movie like I don't know like what did you think of that opening scene IG like I, I just like it was so dry and boring and then this stupid C-3PO copy comes in like all dainty with like the tea that they have to drink before they gas them. Why not just come in and gas them? How stupid is that? All right. Like um, honestly, when 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 I was looking at that, uh, the opening scene there, yeah, it's it's kind of dull. And, and there's a couple things that don't make any sense. I, I But I think basically it's all a setup. Right. This this movie has a lot of flaws and um, not perfect, but this is this. It's not like the original trilogy, obviously, but it's uh, it's a it's a setup to uh, something else. Lucas has a plan he wants to follow here. So, you know, we're going through this 
um, establishing of the Republic, which, um, you know, by the time of the next trilogy has already fallen. So we need to learn a little bit about what the Republic is. So, yeah, there's going to be some trade negotiations and stuff like that. We need to see sort of, you know, what that um, original piece was. So I, I kind of agree with Teeb on that. So you're saying but that they're I like laying a foundation and by, by default it has to be boring and crappy so that the next movie well, is going to be awesome? The piece is going to is going to be the boring part, right? I mean, the war yes. is the action yes. part. Uh, this yes. is the peace part. But in the next movie, we'll probably get to see a little bit more of um of that of the lead up to um the war. So um, there was a whole giant battle. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but to say that there this there wasn't enough fighting or conflict or whatever there definitely is it's just not in the opening scene uh you know duper it's not oh boom 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 boom, boom. like you know like uh episode uh the 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 first one we saw where they're like you know chasing through space and stuff like that and i get it i get that like that's what you want you want that like opening dramatic like dynamic but this is the opening sequence of this full saga of the of darth vader and like how he becomes darth vader so you can't i mean you could have started with something really big and bombastic and everything like that but it was interesting to me that they kind of took a a step back a little bit and said let's actually start trying to tell a narrative um and really explain what all this stuff is that we've been talking about for decades and so that people get an understanding of like what the republic is and things like that, and and how it, how it you know the, the inner dynamics of uh, the politics of the galaxy. So instead, I thought it was instead fascinating. of starting it out visually with like an incredible metaphor of the giant um, imperial star cruiser chasing the rebel, they started out with some cardboard cutouts on the front of a completely boring space cruiser flying towards a half-eaten bagel with a donut hole in the center. What kind <laughs> of garbage are you talking about? Yeah. There's another way to make <laughs> that, this. That- Ship design was like okay. I was the first one excited about this movie. Like when I found out that we're getting to see Star Wars Episode One, like I I wept. Like I love the idea of seeing this movie, but it was just complete garbage. Like first of all, Obi Wan Kenobi is a complete shill in this movie. He's just like this stupid servant boy who follows the whim of his uh, master like wait his master he's a padawan he has to listen to his master that's the whole point of being a padawan yeah but that seems that's a bit of a problem because it it seemed like um he he was uh, like when we find out about obi-wan in a new hope it seems like he's uh vader's master which he kind of is like by the end of this, but you yes. spend a whole movie um, getting to that point. I thought, Why not spend I the thought whole movie the first movie would be, but I thought the first movie would be more. Um, he's already a master, and with Vader being his apprentice, but instead it kind of went to okay, he's still an, he's an apprentice with a master, and then graduates and gets his own apprentice. It's pretty quick, so it's maybe not the idea I would have wanted to see, but I, I think it could work. It can work. Yeah, and they they introduced a whole new character. It, they didn't make it just. It wasn't just a copy of the first one that we saw, right? No. They they entered um, a whole different line of people. Like, I want to know everything about Qui Gon. Now I want to see like um like how did Qui Gon become uh you know a Jedi Master and what was his training like? What was his life like? Well, now here's a question. Did you think 
Did you think that Qui-Gon was secretly in love with Shmi? Because, man, I was getting that vibe that he was macking on her. And I think they stayed in that hovel in Tatooine a few extra nights because Qui-Gon was pulling out his lightsaber, man. Like, Dude, uh, Jedi aren't supposed to fall in love, I don't think. What do you mean? Are they? I mean, aren't they like monks or something? I don't know. I've never, never come up before in a Star Wars movie. I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah, I... In the original movie, it seemed more like they were like um, warrior, like, like just knights, like uh, like medieval knights. But now they kind of went with more like knights templar, like religious monastic knights. So that's a you know again, not the direction I wanted, but I didn't get that vibe at all. Though they were just they were just talking about using the force and stuff. But like I mean, at no point did I think that that at no point did I think that Qui Gon wanted to hook up with. Anybody in this movie, just saying that, just throwing it out there. Oh, come on. Qui-Gon had his hands on her hands. They're about the same age. Like, you know that he was totally, like, totally getting it on with Shmi. He could have just used the, he could have used the Jedi mind trick on her. She didn't look like she was that, you know, intelligent. I'm sorry. All right. That's this getting gross. But, like, <laughs> I mean, see, to me, like, that would have been more interesting if, like, they fell in love and, like, there was, like, this real cool tension between them and, like, somehow that influenced Anakin. Bored, bored, boring, bored, bored. No. Yeah, the the only kind of romance in the movie was, like, bizarrely between Natalie Portman <laughs> and a very young boy. It was kind of <laughs> disturbing. Like, she's way older than him. That's, um... Well, she must have been, like, in this movie, like, maybe she must have been about, what, like, 16 or 17? And, like, he was, like, 9 she, or 10? I thought she was, yeah, like, late teens, and he's, like, 8. So... This, this Padme and Anakin, like, I mean, I'm assuming that they're possibly going to get together it seems like uh she was gifted a necklace like why would that happen if like they're not going to fall in love later but like the age gap is really creepy like yeah are you an angel that's the first thing that you know like he says to her or whatever and so i mean you can tell that they're establishing something there mm -hmm. uh we'll see where it goes i guess in the next stories but why they start this is one thing i will say i don't agree with I, i'm really happy to see the story about darth vader and everything but starting him when he's 10 like luke starts when he's like 18 or, or 17 or something like that you know like he's he's already kind of lived the boring part of life i guess you would say and now we see this kid who's like 10 years old you know and he's staying, saying stuff like i'm gonna race in the race at punta eve so i mean there are moments where i didn't like because Again, he's ten or whatever. So, but he's still a badass. Teeb, that's okay. You're you're allowed to like it and still have some things that you didn't enjoy. Just says I'm allowed to hate it and find a few things that were good in it. Hey, it's your opinion. I can't beat my opinion into you. I have tried. Uh, there's still some, you know, um, warrants out for me in certain sectors, but I just avoid those sectors basically because I have tried. Unlike some people uh, online, Teeb, I'm capable of holding disparate views and tension in my mind without it completely causing me to go into paralytic collapse. And, like, block everybody and then get somebody suspended for saying words 
Well, that would be T. That would be the classy thing to do. But as you know, I have no class, so uh, I could yeah. try beating that into you. Speaking of classy, like, um, what did you guys think about the new aliens in this movie? Because like, it definitely seemed like they upped their game in terms of like designing stuff. And I know that the like the special effects to this movie, I will say, they were freaking amazing. But, like, you had these, like, alien You mean, like, leaders. the Gungans? You like the Gungans? You had the Gungans. You had oh. this Watto guy. And, like, I don't know. Something different from the original trilogy. They all seem to, like, fit into some kind of racialist, stereotypist kind of approach. And I, I don't know. Because like, in the original Star Wars, all the aliens, they spoke their own language. And then it was, like, subtitled. And in this, they're like, her, me, Misa called, Misa called Poo Boo Head, me called, you, me, Misa ruined new Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, what is that crap? Like, Moy, Moy, I love you. <laughs> why doesn't he talk his own language? That, that's, that was, we, that was kind of weird that they had, uh, they had most of the aliens speaking English basic. or basic, yeah. I guess, with, um, a, with a weird, with a, some sort of earth accent that was, un- yeah, that was that was strange. So you agree with me that that mm-hmm. was garbage? I never really thought about that, to be honest. I, I never thought about that. I, I just, you know, I, I assume everybody in the galaxy speaks English because that is the preferred language of smart people around the world. So, so mm. well, yeah, um, yeah, the, 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 uh, interesting choice. Like, yeah, uh, I, I don't will know. Say this, though. I, again, you... I think it's all going to make sense at some. Talking point. about like that, you know, Jar Jar Binks. I mean. You know, Jar Jar actually made me feel like a kid again. I mean, I, I really loved how silly he was, and I don't know whoever it was that, like, performed the role of Jar Jar, but I see an extremely bright future for him. Um, I think Jar Jar may be one of the main things that's really working with The Phantom Menace. Uh, I mean... Not me. I, I thought he was a little fatalist, defeatist weenie who just, like, the only the only good point of him being in the movie is that he helps uh, bring about the alliance between the the Nabooians or whatever they're called and uh, and the Gungans. And, I mean, he kind of, he literally stumbles into everything. He's like a, like an idiot on the battlefield, yet he keeps getting promoted. And it, it's kind of like, like a metaphor for a terrible officer who's, like, related to like a senator that's probably what it is he's probably related to a senator or something like that i mean jar jar is the idiot that all the kids are gonna like but no real star wars fan would like jar jar binks well i think that's actually yeah the problem with the movie is it tries to go for uh two audiences like uh uh in the lead up to the movie they were always saying like um oh it's a kid's movie and so it's got the slapstick kitty stuff but then the most but actually most of the movie isn't really like uh like a kid's movie it's 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 dry political well, dialogue okay. it's like, not very we... dynamic so uh, I, I don't really i don't get the sense that it is a kid's movie it's a movie that has a kid and a clown <laughs> a kid and a clown it's not a bad it's not a bad description no but um but it but set in um but set in a sci-fi western (laughs) you know like it's it's like what are they doing there this didn't feel like a western to me maybe that's what it felt more like a roman like a like a like a ben-hur i mean they even have like the chariot races in it to me it was like it was like rome is falling kind of uh so that part of it i uh, thought was really cool like i definitely saw the ben-hur connection with with the pod race scene i'm definitely gonna give that scene mad props like 
racing like through that canyon and whatever it was like that scene it was pretty long it was really really long but i've never seen anything like that in a movie and we probably will never see anything like that ever again i mean it was fast it was furious like you're just you're never going to see movies that play on that kind of action uh, ad nauseum ever again really? i wish they'd make a whole movie of just that hmm. just the pod racing, the pod racing just yeah. like a or what about video games though video games would be cool but I'm bad at driving video <laughs> games. I've always been bad at those. Um, well, okay. I, I want to talk about R2. I think that's R2, right? Oh, absolutely. Because they R2. said R2-D2, right? They actually called him out. Because she... Okay, it's okay, like, wait, wait. So she says, like, what is its number? It should be commended. And they're like, its number is R2-D2. And it's like, <laughs> baby R2-D2, meet baby Obi-Wan Kenobi. ha 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 it's like this super cute, like Hallmark gift card of a moment, and it's like this is not Star Wars, you assholes. Go take a squeeze on a spike. You suck. Um, what about it's <laughs> it's it's for the kids. I I kind of thought they mishandled the droids in this one. I think it should have been switched. Like, uh, Shimi Skywalker has no need of a protocol droid, but on a uh, Queen's ship. They would have a lot of use uh, for a protocol no, no, droid. No, 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 no. Anakin okay, but... could definitely use an R two unit to pilot his pod, which he uses well, anyway. <laughs> like, I mean, so why well, not just have him build R two D two and have C three PO be on the Queen ship? That's a great. Can point. you see three PO getting out on top of the ship and fixing the hyperdrive or whatever the hell it was? He didn't. He wouldn't need to. You could have any random droid do that, or just cut that out of the movie. Yeah. And have him be on the ship, and then he goes with them to act as a translator when they get to Tatooine, And right? then he has to translate when they talk to Watto. That would make sense. R2, R2 is there to... They bring R2 into the town to bring... Uh, to, to Because he has schematics, but uh, Qui-Gon already has the schematics on a handheld device. So... R2 is useless. It, they they should have yep. swapped the droids. I agree. I, I think like having mm. having Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader building C3PO. So you're telling me that like when C3PO is standing there in Empire Strikes Back, watching Darth Vader freeze Han Solo and Carbonite, C3PO is like totally like, oh yeah, that's the guy that made me. <laughs> hmm. The chances of me caring about this are 625 million to nothing. Like, <laughs> he, didn't, why he wouldn't probably he? didn't know he's a, Darth he's Vader. He's a protocol I mean, droid. He has an immaculate know. memory. Like, he can remember 6 million languages, well, Teeb. How might he just selectively forget that fact? So stupid. Well, Vader obviously he's... looks different than what he would have looked like in before he was stuffed into the suit. But um So he just didn't uh, recognize him? I don't know why I don't know why Vader wouldn't remember the precious droid that he made for his mom. So then you're saying like when Luke Skywalker rolls up in, and they buy him from the Jawas and C-3PO is like, hello, I'm a protocol droid from the Rebellion. What's your name, my new master? And Luke's like, my name is Luke Skywalker. C-3PO is just going to be like, well, that's an amazing coincidence. My former master was also from Tatooine, also named Skywalker. Holy Excuse me. What a crazy universe I live in. <laughs> I was built in that <laughs> hut over there. 
Um, yes, that's uh, that's dumb. It, 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 okay, I think I think most people agree that Darth Vader building C three PO is a dumb idea. Well, I don't know. Like the movie just came out, man. Like how can you know what people think? This movie might end up, uh, you know, going to the top of Leonard Maltin's reviews or like Siskel and Ebert. They might give this movie two thumbs up. Who knows? What if it's worse? What if they? What if this movie does so badly because people like you that don't like it that they don't make the other the other movies and then this is it? This is like all no. we get. What if this is all we get? That won't and happen. Then they're gonna make it. more movies. Once you open this Pandora's box, like they're definitely I, making two more movies. No more after that. I'll agree with you there. But they're definitely making these last two. I think, See. guys, you're like okay. There were some missteps in this movie, and it wasn't as well done as 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 we hoped but i think there's like the again new hope was a standalone movie they didn't know that it would be a big thing they didn't plan to make sequels to it and then they developed those ideas later when it became successful george lucas has a vision of a prequel but really the three prequel movies are really one big movie so while, yes, there are some elements of this movie that I think don't work, um, I think the next movie will make all of this make sense. So Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. I don't want to get uh, really? hostile. Yeah. Clearly, we have different opinions. I don't want to get in a big fight with you, Teeb. As you know, I love you and your red skin. So sexy in the New York heat. But I, I want to take, take the time uh-huh. for each of us to pick our best and worst moment of this movie and 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 we'll just leave it there so we each have to do something challenging you know you loved it i hated it let's see how let's see how it goes so we'll you want to start with best moments or worst moments i'll tell you my i'll i'll, I'll tell you my best moments okay what's your best single moment from this film my best single moment from this film is when darth maul first encounters qui-gon on tatooine when they're running or they're they're walking to the ship and then all of a sudden he senses danger he looks up and he sees Maul coming on that thing and he just tells Anakin Anakin drop and Anakin's just like whoa down and he gets down immediately and then the dude just like jumps off and just starts hauling off on him there's none of this like I'm your father I'm your cousin Darth Maul just goes right to town man he doesn't screw around he doesn't care who you are he, you're just something that he has to get rid of to, to make he's his, like you know, a panther accomplish his mission or whatever yeah he is like kind of a, a panther I guess is a is a good uh, is a good a good way to describe him so that, that's my my favorite scene and my no, let's least just favorite, do favorites here let's keep it positive now, you, you know wanna... I like to hold these things yeah. in tension I like that scene too. I thought it was well acted. I mean, hey, you can't take anything away from the lightsaber battle. That was incredible, especially having our first lightsaber battle on Tatooine. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, I'd agree that uh, the lightsaber battle was my favorite, but I was going to go more with the uh, the one in the Naboo uh, energy plant or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah, I think like that's my favorite lightsaber battle. But I think basically, yeah, the best parts of the movie were the actual choreographed lightsaber battle. They're really well done too. I mean, there there's like you know, when you look at like uh like Empire Strikes Back and stuff, that Empire Strikes Back was probably the most uh physically interesting uh lightsaber battle. Maybe Return of the Jedi cuz there's some flips and stuff like that. But this one, they were like you could tell they put a lot of work into making this look 
good. And he's got the double blade and everything. That was cool. The double blade, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was pretty, like, you know, spine-tingling, I guess you would say, when he does the the, the two blades come out. Yeah, it makes no sense, but it looks mm. awesome. <laughs> well, he's going to fight two people. That made sense to me. Yeah, but um, when you're, if, you, if you've ever used a staff or something, um, you tend to end up touching your leg and stuff with it, so... Uh, lightsabers, you have a very high chance uh, of cutting well, yourself Well, I mean, he did that. end up losing his legs anyway, so maybe that was foreshadowing, IG. Well, it would be cauterized anyway. <laughs> yeah, that guy is totally dead. <laughs> they cut him in half and threw him down a well. <laughs> he's half the man he used to be. Yeah, he's completely, completely dead. He is definitely not coming back. He was a bit of a throwaway villain. I mean, I think that was, you know... Whatever. I mean, clearly, like, the guy's got horns and, like, tattoos. He's not going to be a long character in the Star Wars canon. Like, obviously, Lucas just conjured him for this, like, one scene in the movie to, like, make a little dramatic tension. He's a, he's bo- a, well, he's a yeah. Boba Fett. Yeah, exactly. He looks like a badass. and Well, only Boba Fett goes out like a chump. This guy doesn't go out like a chump totally. I mean, he does manage to kill Qui-Gon, who is the master of Obi-Wan, who is also the master of uh, Anakin. So he's Obi-Wan and Darth Vader's master and Maul just cuts mm. him down or he doesn't. He does that. Th- that was cool, too. when he like he uh, pierces him with the, the saber and he kind of walks away. Mm, and you that see was it coming yeah. out and then you see him. Yeah. That was just a neat effect. We never saw anything like that. I mean, that that's the kind of movie you make for kids, you know, stabbing someone through the heart with a with a flaming blade of energy that. That's oh. the first thing I think of when I think of making a film for kids. It, it, for it reminds family. me of the holidays, you know, every Christmas when you just <laughs> cut a homeless man in half. <laughs> and, and feed him to an environmentalist. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. You know, good okay. stuff. <laughs> Give him the barbecue sauce. Oddly enough... I really enjoyed the scenes with Yoda up there at the top of that temple. Like when Yoda is doing his sophistry and like philosophizing about like what everything means. Like I I really needed that in this movie because like there was no main character. It was all just this chaotic mess of crap. And then Yoda was there and he just like... He gave me the power to endure the movie. Like, in spite of, like, all the stuff I didn't like about it, Yoda still had this, like, incredible wisdom, and he said the right stuff. Like, he just, he was absolutely perfect. So, for me, Yoda saved the film in a way for me. You think the movie was, like, saved by Yoda? You don't think the movie had a, 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 a main character? I mean, if you think there was a main character, please tell me who you whose story arc you were following. Anakin's? But we don't even meet him till about, like, uh, oh, I don't know, a third of the way into the film. And he doesn't do anything. That's what makes it brilliant. That's what makes it brilliant. It's his story, but you don't know that it's his story right away. They develop into that. They move into that. I thought it was more like, uh, like in the early part, it was more Qui Gon. Yeah, story? the central tension was Qui Gon resolving this trade dispute. That was the big issue that everyone cared about. Because <laughs> we can't have the taxation of trade <laughs> routes trade being dispute. in dispute. No taxation without representation, right? Yeah. Qui Gon seemed to be the guy who was uh, doing the most and leading the party. Totally. So, I kind of thought it was it, like. Um, 
it like it's, it guess it's not a story about Qui-Gon, but he seems to be the closest thing to a main character. That's what in I'm the saying. Movie. It's not a story about anyone's uh... character. It's just stuff that happens. Right. So then, if it's his story, then okay. So okay, since it on. is just crap that happens, like I mean, and they are characters, and they all interact, and there is like a world, fine. But there isn't actually a story. Like no character really changes. Like this annoying snot-nosed, like dirt-mouthed kid is the exact same kid he is at the beginning and the end. The only difference is someone kidnapped him, took him away from his mother by gambling, <laughs> and forced him to like start using this like. <laughs> mystical Ouija energy. That is not a story, okay? That is child abuse. That's child abuse? Well, okay. This is we need to talk about this then. Who is his father? Who is his father? She says there was oh, no father. So be lying. she even says it's almost like he was born for this. So he's so he's space Jesus. You think she's lying? You're you're calling Shmi Skywalker a he is space Jesus. That no, match, he's not though. space like, Jesus. If he's space Jesus, <laughs> Darth how, Vader? how does he end up becoming also space Satan? Come on, you totally know, <laughs> you totally know that in the next movie, it's going to be revealed that Sheev Palpatine was was humping Shmi and that he's Darth Vader's father. Whoa, dude, that's, dude, that's come crazy on. talk right there. Of course, it's going to be the way no. it is because like, they have to have that like... Empire Strikes Back moment like in the next movie and that's completely what it's going to be. Could it just be lazy writing? Could it just be lazy writing and they're just like, we don't even want to talk about his father because then we're going to have to make a whole series of movies about the father of this. I mean, I was already asking about Qui-Gon, so now they're like, let's just not, you know, we'll kill Qui-Gon. I think that's why they killed Qui-Gon. I think they killed him because he didn't matter. Yeah, well, I think the master has to die in every movie, so... I mean, Yoda, Obi-Wan, if you, if, if you become a Jedi instructor <laughs> of any sort, you are doomed to a the quickest way to death. death. Well, Yoda lives 900 years. I wouldn't call his life, you know, uh, you know, meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I guess he gets a, a pretty long life, but uh, I and Obi-Wan was old as well, but as soon as that camera goes, you're dead. <laughs> well, the reason Yoda lives so long is that he just sits up in a tower and does nothing. Like, that's Yoda's character. Yoda just talks and he trains you. Like, that's the cool thing about this movie is that it respects the fact that Yoda does not fight. Yoda is like this separate thing, you know? Like, he's cool. He's spiritual, man. Like, Yoda does not have a lightsaber. He doesn't, like, train. He's just, he's beyond that. Like, that's that's the cool thing is they got that right. Yeah. He is he is more stoic and like you know non moving. He's like the not he's he's supposed to be like the the archetype the old the old uh, man on the mountain archetype right like the guy on top of the mountain that you have to like go and hike up to see and ask him for sea Absolutely. advice and stuff like that. That's what Yoda's Absolutely, supposed to be. Yeah, man. I'm sure they won't mess with that. It's an archetype. Yeah, like okay, so but what's the okay? What's the least favorite uh, moment in the movie? I know mine. Oh, you have one. Well, then go for it, man. Like I love that you're being open to this, and even though you loved this movie desperately, you're still willing to criticize it a little bit. That shows open mindedness. Well, I'm again. I'm an uh, what do you what do you call it? I'm a I'm a developed character. Hmm. I didn't start in some dirt planet apparently you know i might i just i didn't just like appear my story is centered around me so that's why i'm a i'm a well-developed uh so you're saying you have tension in your character you're not just like perfect at everything and you can just do it with no problem oh of course not so the my least favorite part is a line actually it's one line that just kind of makes me cringe and uh 
it's Obi-Wan. And I, it felt like it was kind of out of his character. Even though I, I understood what he was saying, it just seemed to be completely out of his character. And he says, why do I, since we've picked up another pathetic life form, you know? And huh. it's like, that's Anakin Skywalker he's talking about, bro. Yeah. That You better show a little bit of damn respect. And it's, it is, it's showing yeah. a little bit of almost racism from Obi-Wan that's a bit out of character for him, isn't it? I get why he doesn't like Jar Jar Binks. I totally understand that. But the whole, uh, you know, another pathetic life form. He's basically saying that Jar Jar Binks is on the same level as Anakin Skywalker. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually because, you know, when Obi-Wan says to Luke and he was a good friend, you was, I, I didn't see that. It seems like Obi-Wan really doesn't like or want to train Anakin. He's kind of forced to. Yeah, so maybe uh, maybe they'll develop a friendship later, but he's he's not happy with the situation. Well, I don't think no. His master just died. He's got this kid. He's got to take care of now. Whose whose midichlorian counts are through the charts or off the charts or whatever. Midichlorians. Should we just stay? Should we just add like a a bonus round here and just midichlorians? Like nobody can even bring that crap up because we gotta we gotta talk about that at the end of this anyway. So let let's just make a rule. You can't even discuss that one. Okay, because I was gonna go for my least favorite moment. There's this three things that bothered me was uh, Jar Jar in general. Uh, C-3PO being made by Darth Vader and midichlorians. Those are the three missteps I thought the movie made. Uh, if we're not gonna, if we're gonna rule out midichlorians as one, then I, I guess, I don't know. Jar Jar is annoying, but it kind of bothers me about C-3PO. Let's talk about Jar Jar because we already talked about C-3PO a bit. So, so I, I G, let's talk about Jar Jar. Like it's, he's just an anno- an annoying, useless character. I don't think it, it didn't. That's not what ruined the movie, you know. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what it made made the movie bad. It's just, it's just why was he even there? It, it, uh, I don't know. It, it was just like they shoved him in for no reason, and it, and it didn't fit. And uh, I agree. I just didn't want to see him on screen at all. So I can tell you okay, why he but, was there, Ig. But when he was there, because but when I saw C three PO being made by Anakin Skywalker, that actually like felt like a punch in the gut, and Metaclorians felt like a punch in the gut. So I'll, I have to say, like, even though I think this movie will be saved by the next movie, those two things felt um, like George Lucas doesn't like star wars and that he that made me upset like star wars yeah like he like he's he did that to be hurtful to fans like you made jar jar why, just a hurt fan no no not jar 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 is annoying but it's a trivial annoying c-3po made by darth vader and midichlorians feels like a like a like a what betrayal if, of okay what star let wars me just, what if the midichlorian thing is about science what if he's trying to bring an understanding of the force in a way that the audience will see now but why do we need to understand the force that you never understood the force that's what makes it so cool is that this guy has the force and he can use it and learn how to use it and how does he do it it's mysterious and amazing like now it's like, oh, let's give you a blood shot here of midichlorians. Yeah. Well, you were wrong. You were ignorant. What? You were 
You were ignorant. You were ignorant. You were no, you but were once ignorant. you explain the magic trick, it's not good anymore, right? Like if someone says, mm -hmm. "Look, I saw this man in half." No, really, uh, actually, it's just that one of these boxes is fake. You're like, "Uh oh, okay," and you're not. But they're the magicians. Anymore. They have to yeah, know how to do but, it. They but have that's to know. it. The director's the They'll magician. Never show us. Hey guys, yeah. guys, guys. Hey guys, it's fake. All of it. <laughs> I know it's fake, but it's uh, but like, why would you? Why would you explain like this mystical force and then be like, oh, it's it's just a it's just a dude in a hat. Like you're like, no, like, ah, uh, um, uh. it's just a dude in a hat. That's but, like, much, uh, if like, you want to if you want to go all science on it, explain how lightsabers work, man. How does how does it contain that uh, laser? Like, why doesn't the laser just go on to infinity? It's a laser, right? Like, how, how is it? How does it do that? Okay, I would be interested in the science of that or hyperspace, but I I don't want the you science know what the of the religion, is. right? You know what I mean? So it takes away the mystique and the myth mythology and makes it just boring science. Like now it's another damn thing I have to learn in school. It, yeah, it it makes it it takes um it takes something magical and mystical and makes it mundane. So you're saying that George Lucas's cynicism is is coming through in this movie? And it's kind of like an F you to the fans. Yeah, it's, it's like... Um, it's, he's gotten older, and he's like, why do I have to make these stupid space movies? You uh, know, But I'm he didn't it. have to. He didn't have to. We, like, you know, it had been so long. He didn't have to ever make another Star Wars movie. He seemed to want to. And then he's like, oh, 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 by the way, you know that force you like? Oh, yeah, it's garbage. And... Uh, <laughs> It's garbage. And, and okay, C-3PO's not the understanding the, most the popular engine on a Mustang make but, it... Oh, yeah. He's made by Vader, and you're like, what? It'd, it'd be like it'd be like if they made Chewbacca, Jabba's cousin, or something. You're like, what? What? Okay, the, what's going on here? Chewbacca it. and Salacious Crumb are uh, bosom buddies. Yeah, it's like it's like okay, and um, and and Chewbacca is also working for Watto or whatever, and you're like, what, what? Why is he there? Um, why are you? Why are they forcing this situation? I have to tell you, though, I think that he made him create 3PO for a very specific reason. Because he made 3PO when he was a child. It was a childish thing that he created. It was a stupid childish thing. And then thing. it comes back It comes back, and it is his demise. It, it leads to his demise. Because if you think about 3PO is one of the pivotal characters in Return of the Jedi that allows the rebels to bring the shield down with the help of the Ewoks. He brings, he's the Jar Jar of Return of the Jedi, right? Because he, he takes, uh, he, he, what do you call it? He makes the alliance. He, you know, he does the whole story with Pop-Pop. Yeah, of course. He does the sound effects. And so Jar Jar is the one that brings the Gungans in alliance with the Nabooians. And 3PO is the one that brings the alliance with the Ewoks that ultimately leads to Darth Vader's conclusion. So it's like poetry and uh, rhymes. Well, that, I, mean, I see what you're saying, wow, Teeb, that's... and that's a good point. Then why is C-3PO in this movie at all, then? What's his point? Like, Why is he in? I just told you why. No, they, if but, that's I mean, Jar Jar's job, Jar -Jar then like, why is C-3PO in it? made by somebody pre-existing. Like, um, you don't need to... He could... You could have C-3PO be the Jar Jar of the next trilogy without him being in this trilogy at all, um, and it would still make just as much sense. IG, that sounds so messed up to say that C-3PO is the Jar Jar of the next trilogy. Like, shouldn't it be the other way around somehow? Like, that just feels so wrong. Like, Yeah, it's... 
Jar Jar is the C3PO well, of this trilogy. I know, I know it's <laughs> okay, but again, I think I think Jar Jar. Okay, Jar. As I said, Jar Jar was like uh, an annoying character that served no purpose, really. Um, I mean, the, I mean, he had things, a couple things to do in the movie, but you could have replaced him with almost any other character and they would have got those things done in a much better way so captain tarples you could have basically just had the, the gungans be introduced by captain tarples at the end because uh like uh, padme could have been like oh by the way there's these guys, guys that live under the water and they might be a really good uh you know group to use and she probably would have had some ambassadors or diplomatic ties already with the gungans even if it was a limited because they were you you have to realize you're a symbiotic you have to see that right so it's like uh i i get it but then it wouldn't be funny. <laughs> now, guys, look. I think I think that you might be. We might we might all be collectively. Hey, guys, guys, we might we might all be collectively sort of experiencing a little bit of post uh, episode one euphoria um, in kind of you know um, focusing in on perseverating a bit on this Jar Jar Binks character. For all we know, he's not even going to be in the next movie. I, I don't really think this is a thing. Like, I just, I don't think that people oh God, are going to be talking why about would he be? Jar Jar Binks at Why would all. he ever like, be in any other movie? The, it's just this character that was in the movie. He's going to be like Salacious Crumb or something like that. You know, he was in this movie, he's done, whatever. Like, it's not going to, people aren't going to talk about him for years and years to go on. Like, that would be stupid yeah. because his character is just a character. No. And let me tell you what, it's, like, the thing about Jar yeah. Jar, I did not like Jar Jar's character being this goofy, stupid kind of thing. But I can see why he's in there for the kids. Like, and I'm okay with that because, like, they did that with the Ewoks. But the main problem that I have with Jar Jar, he does not ruin this movie. But because the movie already sucks, he becomes the bullseye for my hatred in this movie. Okay? Like, if the movie was good, then I could tolerate Jar Jar. Uh, it's kind of like Return that. of the Jedi. Like, that. the movie was really good, so I can tolerate these, like, furry Ewok bear things. You know, they weren't fantastic. But, like, in this movie, I don't have that redemption of the story or character, you know. I just don't have that. So I have to project, because I am a sad man baby, I have to project all of my rage at this specific character as a way to let it out because I have no other healthy means of doing so. And that's just me. I don't know about you guys, but that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I, I can understand that. But I, I think, again... This is this is just phase one of a three-part plan. It's like it's like reading chapter one in a book. You don't get the whole story. Uh, uh, episode four, A New Hope, is its own story. It starts and it finishes. And if you never watch another one, it's complete. This is not complete. This is just the first chapter. So well, I think a lot menace. of things just don't make sense right now. Yeah, and like then we're going to see so much more. This is all just set up. It's just set up. So it's just setting up. Like, to me, again, and that's what I was looking for. The whole time I'm looking for what's going to be the the catalyst that creates Darth Vader. So it's like they're, they're kind of hinting at it right now. It's like he's obviously going to, well, maybe. It looks like he's going to fall in love with, like, the Padme. And she's going to be like, no, or whatever, and no. And maybe later be like, okay. But 
it, something's going to happen, right, with that. I mean, it's going to have to be like a love situation, something. Well, we know something... he has two kids. So exactly. To, that is a given. someone to have we kids. We know that. Yeah. We know that, right? He's going to have two kids uh, and that Vader's not going to know about at least one of them, right? <laughs> Somehow. Because he's going to be like, I don't know about sister or so neither. Can I yeah, tell you guys right, what right. I thought was the worst part of this movie for me? I just thought the whole title thing was just completely bonkers. The Phantom Menace. Oh, the title for all? Like, this is a movie for kids. What? First of all, what is the menace? It is the weakest title. And what makes it a phantom? Like, this guy in a cloak who's obviously the emperor, there's nothing mysterious about this. We know he's the emperor. Like, obviously. why not just have him be the evil emperor? But then, yeah, like, yes. they call him Darth Sidious. And what the hell is that? Like, all of a sudden, like, yes. what, 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 what is going on? Darth Vader. That's his name. Now we have Darth Sidious. So now suddenly, like, Darth is, like, not even a name. It's like a title of evil or some crap. It's his alias. It's his, he's hiding. Like, they don't know. Like, uh, the people that are working with him in the Trade Federation, they don't know that that's him. They're stupid. I know that, T, but listen, what what about this Darth thing? It does establish that Darth is now a title, not a uh, personal name. Like, Obi-Wan calls him Darth. Obi-Wan looks him in the eye like, through the helmet. The Anakin Skywalker and he says, you're name. only a master of evil, Darth. Yeah. So how is that now like a thing, like part of some religious evil right. order garbage and this whole thing? It's like they, they completely try to reinvent this whole idea of like how Darth Vader became evil and all this stuff. Like we don't need a definition for that. They're just dark side evil. Like just make them evil. Like he shouldn't be called Darth Sidious. He should be called like malevolent, you know, Bob whatever the heck like malevolent bob i don't care call him malevolent bob malevolent bob would have been better than darth sidious that's so stupid <laughs> malevolent bob whatever the heck that has a real nice ring to it <laughs> yeah and they tried so to, you're like, pissed pretend. that you're pissed that they made darth a title instead of a name basically is what you're saying so what if george lucas always had what if george lucas but then why always would he, knew why would that darth was like a dark lord a dark to me darth. that makes sense just because Obi-Wan called him Darth. I'd call you Admiral if you were Admiral. It, 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 okay, we know that they changed the idea of Darth Vader between four and, and, uh, between A New Hope and Return of the Jedi. We know that that changed. I'm not upset that Darth became more of a title. Uh, like we, we knew that he was basically Anakin and Darth Vader were supposed to be two different people. So Darth was just his given name. And then when they made him one person in episode five, then, yeah, okay. Um, uh, it changes the dynamic. So now they've made it so that Darth is his uh, title and all evil people have the first name of Darth. It doesn't make sense. Like Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan would have been like, hey, Luke, uh, you know, um, well, if you, if you know way, a German before the dark times, before Darth Sidious, you know, like that's what he would have said. It doesn't make any sense that they've retconned and made this whole thing to sell toys and to like make it yeah, into but, this other plot yeah. that doesn't have any water. It doesn't hold water. 
Yeah, because now you have Darth Maul, Darth Sidious, Darth Vader, yeah. That's the worst thing to you for this movie? You hate this movie so much just because they made Darth a title? There's got to be a better reason that you don't like this movie. No, because because it's like it's like pretending because the whole movie is pretending like we don't know that um, the congressman or senator Palpatine or whatever is not also the future emperor Darth Sidious. Believe it or not, there were people I you might not have I smelled them certainly. They were sitting next to us, and at the end, they were like, "Wait, that's the emperor." They didn't know the whole movie. Okay, well, T, those are those are the same people that uh, IG should be making into barbecue sauce. Uh, were they taking the short bus to the theater? They probably taste terrible. I'm just saying. You'd less, be surprised. So the dumber somebody is, the better they taste. Less brain matter to uh, to uh, infect the flavor of the sweet, sauce. Sweet, yeah. interesting. Sweet. They, they say ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is sweet, sweet bliss. <laughs> ignorance is delicious, huh? Look, I get it. I get it that they had to make something interesting for the Emperor because Ian McDermott, I will say, did a great job in this movie. Like, he, awesome performance. Um, but, like... Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm just a history guy. I'm a history guy, so I like to see, like, the fall of Rome, right? I want to know how Rome fell. I want to know the, 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 the steps that led up to that. I don't want to just see Rome fall. So they're leading up to like the Republic falling and the Empire being born and Vader being born and everything like that. So it's like you have to start at the beginning. Yeah, I, that's that's where I think the movie has it, it's. Okay, I think that it's like this this the idea of doing like the general idea of the movie was good. That this is kind of where we should be, but I think they mishandled a couple. More than a couple elements in the movie, uh, they didn't think things through. Uh, so it seems like, like, yeah, like, why do midichlorians not like unnecessary parts that just that kind of took what was a good idea and made it kind of not be as good as we wanted it to be? So I can see people being disappointed, but again, I think uh, Lucas. Has a has a plan and he can be trusted to, you know, make it all better in the next one. I liked it. I hope to see where the plan goes, and I I agree with you that I only think the next movies are going to be even better. Um, but I think it's already good, so I think that the bar is high, whereas you both think the bar is galactically low. Uh, but that's okay. Not, not, yeah, not galactically low. They had some. It had some fun moments. It's just uh, it was disappointing. But I, I don't feel like I'm. I, I was robbed. I don't want my money back from the theater. I'm just I'm just disappointed it wasn't, um, you know, up to the level of, of of what I've come to expect from Star Wars. It'll be interesting. I think Lucas did some great technical achievements with this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the special effects. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, you know, that's going to become more of a thing. I mean, I, it's definitely not going to like change cinema or anything like that, but more experimental films might use that technology a little bit. Um, but, you know, with George Lucas, like he's sort of started his second uh, second win here. And uh, George Lucas, I will watch your career with great interest. Uh, what do you say we try to find our way back to a, a goober and see if we can't somehow um, muscle yeah. our ways back home? There aren't any goobers here. We'll have to just like take a cab or something. I don't know. Oh God, you're right. That hasn't been invented yet. I have an idea. Let's hijack. 
let's hijack Herbert's goober. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's still here. Do you think he's still hanging around somewhere? He said he'd be back to pick us up. When he gets in, let's let's muscle him out and uh, steal his car. Oh, yeah, because we have the ankle bracelet, so he knows right where you are. Let's just, like, all, let's just kind of meander back over in front of the theater here and see if he if we can see him well guys you know it's getting late um i i do want to get back i don't know how we're going to do it but i just can't pass up the chance to to go to one of new york's finest nathan's hot dog stands here and have something to eat before we go back look there's a stand let's over let's just cross the street over there get a hot dog you know enjoy a little bit of this new york lifestyle and then uh then we can head back back home what do you guys say i think it's a great idea Capital. Well, that looks like a pretty good stand, you know. There's a couple people waiting in line, and uh, hey, look who it is. It's Herbert. I thought I smelled. Hey, Herbert, we just got out of the movie. Hey, guys, you. <laughs> I tricked you. You had to watch that turd of a movie. <laughs> Herbert, I'd just like to say thank you very much. Um, that was one of the best movies I've seen. I waited decades to see this movie. And uh, it's all because of you. It's all because yeah, of you. Yeah, Herbert. Uh, thanks a lot. Hey, Herbert. I need to repay you for all of your kindness in sho- showing us that movie. Yeah, Herbert. Uh, let us buy your hot dog. Hey, Sonny. I don't need any of your charity. Now, look, sir. I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna have a foot long with peppers and mustard and onions. Uh, how much is that gonna be? Uh, that's gonna be two dollars and fifty cents, sir. Uh, $2. I'm a little bit short. Uh, Would you have mercy on an old man like myself? Sir, if you don't have the money, you're going to have to get out of line. Hey, Herbert, uh, I think we could help you. Um, You know, you look pretty hungry. We could buy you two hot dogs. What do you say? Oh, two hot dogs, one for each fist. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Oh, if you guys really think that's something you're willing to do. It's no problem, Herbert. IG, open up the faking Star Wars coffers from our latest TV uh, t-shirt sales. That thing is bursting. We've got enough to go around. We could probably buy everyone in New York City a t-shirt or a hot dog. Uh, no problem, but uh, I left uh, the I left the wallet in the car. So, hey, Herbert, could you give me the keys and I'll go get it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We need the keys, Herbert. Uh, we're going to come back with the money. Yeah, all, all the money that we have like lots and lots of money that we can carry yeah so you give us the keys herbert to your pod i mean i'm sorry your car and then we'll come back with the parts that you need to buy your hot dog sound like a deal oh well you you explained it pretty well it doesn't really uh seem like a problem here you go all right cheese it guys he doesn't realize go Go, 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 go. He's only got the one leg. We should be able to ran him this time. <laughs> let's go find his car. Here, it's over there on the corner. Quick. Yeah, let's go, okay. let's go. Hey, which which one of you guys, this is a manual. Which one of you guys knows how to drive a manual? I have no idea. I can drive a stick. Get in there. Ooh, it's smooth. Oh, it's kind of, what the hell does he have on his hands? Oh, it's like clammy and wet at the same time. Oh. Suck it up, Teeb. Dude. Yeah, Teeb, like that taxi almost hit you, man. Come on, let's let's. I'm get trying time. really hard. Turn on the this time circuits. And let's go. This is really gross. Okay, just bear with me. The clutch is a little old and uh, a little clunky. I don't know. I'm just trying different things, and I'm t- I need to get up to 1.20 gigawatts. That's what it says on the thing. 
Come on, hmm. team. How, how can we do that? Well, I have to put all yeah, the way team, to the floor, on, guys. We're still not going through time. Team, we're already to like 42nd Street and Broadway. I can see I can see the signs for rent. Like, we gotta get out of here, man. I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Whee! Yippee! Yippee! We're going back. All right, guys, let's uh, take it over to Mike Mann, that's Darth Eckham, with the Real News Rundown. Greetings to all the smugglers, gamblers, and other visitants on Canatonica. It's time for your Star Wars Daily Weekend Edition, brought to you this week by the Canatonica Transportation Ministry, Straight End Cargo Services, and ChannelStarWars.com. Star Wars news for Star Wars fans by Star Wars fans. Delivering you the news faster than an unwavering fathier, I'm your host, Mike Mann. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. To start us off this week, it was indirectly confirmed that longtime fan favorite Wedge Antilles will be included in The Rise of Skywalker. Actor Dennis Lawson, who played Antilles in all three of the original trilogy movies, he helped destroy both Death Stars and brought down the first AT-AT during the Battle of Hoth as late Hasbro has made a 6-inch Black Series action figure of Rogue Two. Plus, he is featured on the cover of the Spanish version of Rebecca Roanhorse's upcoming novel, Resistance Reborn. While Lawson himself most likely cannot confirm the fact that he will be in Episode 9, we at Channel Star Wars would absolutely love to see the Red Squadron leader one more time on the big screen. Attention, Attention nerds! A few nerd notes from our writer. Dennis Lawson is Ewan McGregor's uncle, and he was a classmate of Ian McDermott. Red 2, standing by. Moving on. IDW Publishing has begun releasing their short series, Star Wars Adventures, Return to Vader's Castle, written by Kevin Scott. In this series, Darth Vader's castle servant, Vinay, captured an intruder and began to torture him to impress the Dark Lord. In these horrific spins on Star Wars, we hear the tales in a very Crypt Keeper-esque fashion about various Star Wars stories. This year's collection includes stories about Darth Maul, Tarkin, Asajj Ventress, and Jabba the Hutt. As of this writing, we have available The Horned Devil, of course, about Maul, and The Curse of Tarkin. Stay tuned and keep an eye out for the next two weeks for the follow-up issues. Commander, tear this ship apart until you found those plans and bring me the passengers. I want them alive. And finally, Gizmodo reported that Hot Toys has announced they are making fully posable 12-inch, yeah, that's right, I said it, 12-inch action figures of the Mandalorian and IG-11. With photos of these two insanely detailed figures, it will definitely be hard to distinguish between shots from the series and toy photography. The set of these two works of art will set you back 500 credits, or roughly 250 each. Also, don't get too excited about putting these fellas on your Christmas list. They won't be released until late 2020 or early 2021. As Gizmodo points out in the article title, there's a very good chance we'll see The Mandalorian Season 2 before these figures are released. Flippin' Biscuits! 
That's all the time we have this week. Be sure to check us out on social media and give us a like, follow, thumbs up, swipe right, or whatever you'd prefer. For Channel Star Wars, I'm Mike Mann reminding you that even though TNT advertises it'll be playing the original trilogy, sometimes we get baseball instead. And now, back to the guys over at Faking Star Wars Radio. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Darth Eckham, with a real news rundown from Channel Star Wars. Always a pleasure. Um, T by G, Wedge Antilles and Rise of Skywalker, yay or nay? Ooh. It kind of reminds me of, like, 3PO being built by Darth Vader at this point. It's like, are we going to throw everybody in there? I'd love to see Wedge again, but um, unfortunately, I don't think uh, Episode Nine is going to be a good movie, so I would rather they not. Like, if it was good yes but i don't like seeing old characters i like being ruined in bad movies so i'm gonna say probably bad idea i mean i feel like if i get excited about this i mean i'm really like showing like how stupid i am as a human being so like i can't show my true emotions but if i don't get excited then i look like a big butthead but like honestly i'm completely indifferent (laughs) about Wedge Antilles being in the Rise of Skywalker. I, I, there are so I, I, many I thought it was other cool things about that, that the movie that's so more so much more important. Like Well no, I thought it was cool that the actor is actually related to Ewan McGregor and well, somebody else. Yeah. I didn't catch that. That was neat. Yeah, he it's just I think Wedge is the only character from the original that wasn't blown out of a like airlock on the bridge or whatever when it got torpedoed. So like they've only got him left. All the other pilots are dead. Uh, so yeah, I think they should just leave him alone. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, like, so at, at this point, I just like please stop it. touching my original you know what I characters. You know what I heard, IG? What I heard, Wedge gets killed by Rose Tico when she's trying to save her lover. Oh gosh. So oh god, no. Ah, uh, yeah. See again, please, please. Okay, please stop touching my original uh, <laughs> characters inappropriately because uh, it's just been happening a lot. Like yeah, I'd uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather not see bad touching. Uh, yeah, does Wedge, the bad touch. does Wedge have any speaking lines Poor that Wedge. aren't during combat? Because like I feel like to be no. a character that matters, you actually need a line of dialogue that's not during like an X-wing fight. And I don't think he has any. I think any. he has one in the hangar. I think he has a hangar line. He gives him a hug or a handshake or a high five or some damn thing. Maybe he's yeah. the guy who says he's, the he's first there. transport is away. Yeah. So, but. Why do you need? Why do you need to like take the the scraps of what's left of Star Wars and then put them into the giant meat grinder that is shoddy workmanship? Uh, Interesting. The company's all the Star Wars. So how about the Star now. Wars adventure stuff? This Vinay story, the story of Vinay. So he was a character developed for Rogue One. A lot of people thought mm-hmm. that he was Snoke. Um, I don't think there's been much else about Vinay, has there, team? No, I mean we had that thing where we could play you could play virtual reality with him where you could like be the Vader's castle butler. That sounds like a dumb game. Why does anybody <laughs> care about this Vinay guy? Here, let me be the butler to a dark lord of the Sith. <laughs> yeah, like uh uh Let me let me do Darth Vader's Darth homework butler. for him. Let me do his algebra homework. <laughs> that sounds exciting too. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I guess the comic book set at the castle, so he's important in the comic book, but, uh, like, okay, whatever. I'm, 
So he's like the Arthur of Batman. He's like, or Alfred. He's like the Alfred of of, of mm. Batman. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna be Darth Vader's little butler guy, and I'll torch. And he tortures people. What kind of a butler tortures people? What kind of Dick Butler is that? That sounds so, like some Knives Out. So bull this crap. is an audio comic book, right? Like it's a comic book mm-hmm. with the audio, like to go along with it. Am I mistaken about that? What, like you'll know when it's time to turn the page when you hear the. Is that, that's what it is, right? Like it's like turn the page now, and you will hear Vinay <laughs> making oatmeal for Darth Vader. <laughs> Order some cheese. That's it. Okay, I, cutting the cheese for Vader. <laughs> nice. All the it's fart not jokes my cup of tea, but you know, for people who who I do like that they that they're at least uh, looking at some additional stories. I always like Star Wars content. I just I haven't uh, gotten into the comics. Well, I'm interested in the Ventress one. I like her, so she's a badass. Mm, that'd be interesting. More and of that, less of the butler, the space butler or whatever. The 12-inch characters, uh, Mando, and in IG-11. I mean, we've got yeah. it right here in the studio. Now, did they have to take casts of your to get that 12 inches down pat IG? Because I, I would think they would have had to break the mold somehow, do some kind of scientific 3D printing rigmarole to be able to, you know, make that work given, what are you, you know. What are you there's talking nothing. about Storm Duper? That's IG-11. I'm IG-69. Well, right. There's nothing 12 inches But you IG-69. can't tell the difference? Are you saying all droids look alike? Racist. Droidist. You disgust well, me, Storm Duper. I just Duper. was curious if they had approached you because sometimes they do cast like you know relatives in roles like to because they look Dude, similar. He you know? clearly has his so character has five percent more nickel in it than mine does. And uh, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm done. I, I can't even talk to you anymore. I'm sorry, Ig. Let this be the one time that I say I, I something think you, offensive. You need to be banned from the internet, man. Okay. I'm gonna block myself. Yeah, I'm you know, blocking you. Point. Unfriend. I think I, I think I have to. Dislike. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, thank God, Teeb. It finally worked. Now it's just gonna be you and me no, forever. No, no, no. That's cool. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Teeb knows his All alloys. Right. Yeah. Faking Star Wars listener mail. Well, hey, uh, you know what that sound means, guys? It's time for some listener mail. And uh, I put out a little feeler uh, this week letting people know what we were doing with the podcast. And we got a few messages. Um, this one comes to us from Coleman Peppers, who is at Rise of Five Skywalker. So it's Skywalker, but with a five. Um, Coleman Peppers, who has a very handsome avatar photo, I must say. And he writes to us, Hey, IG Teban Storm Duper, if you were Darth Sidious's apprentice, what would you want your Darth name to be? Uh, how about... It's a great question. Given our discussion about the Darth pronoun, I mean, I think it is a pronoun. I'm going to use it in the future. I'm Darth Fabulous. Darth Darth? <laughs> Darth Squared. Darth Squared, uh... <laughs> I'm Darth Fabulous. I'm I'm definitely like that that I mean it it's obvious. Darth Fabulous. In fact I should update my Twitter for that. If I were like if I were more of a Redditor, you know, I'd be like Darth Binks or whatever, the Gungan theory. Um but I like the idea of like being in Wayne's World cable access and I could be Darth ah. Garth. So Wayne's World, Star Wars, Star Wars, excellent, party time, midichlorians. <laughs> 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 I 
explain your lack of faith disturbing. No, your faith is Wayne. No, you are man. Party on Garth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Sylvester Binks writes to us um, from at that one Gungan who writes, uh, "OMG, the Phantom Menace is my favorite Star Wars because it has the most screen time for Jar Jar." Okay, here's my question. And actually, guys, this is more of a puzzle or like a, a mini duel of the fakes, as it were, question. So get ready. Um, kiss, marry, or kill these three characters. Okay, you have to kiss, marry, or kill. Um, Jar Jar, Watto, and Sabalba. And Sylvester Bink says, I'd kiss Watto, marry Jar Jar, and kill Sabalba. So think on that for a moment, guys. Uh, kiss, marry, kill, Jar Jar, Watto, Sabalba. And if you at home are playing, you can uh, you can Twitter me at StormDuper or at ThinkingStarWars or at FSW Radio and let us know who you would kiss, Murray kill. Jar Jar, Watto, or Sebulba? Oh. Yeah. So I would definitely, definitely have a hot makeout session with Watto. I find his gravelly voice very alluring. I'm attracted to that kind of uh, toxic masculinity. Um, and I would probably marry Sebulba. Uh, because I think he's got a good thing going. He knows how to get things done and definitely murder the force out of Jar Jar. Yeah, that's the thing. Like You, you definitely want to murder Jar Jar, but at the same time, you don't want to end up married to either of those other guys. <laughs> no. They're like, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, Jar Jar's like the nicest of them. He does have that long tongue as well, so kissing him might be fun. I would kiss Jar Jar and I'd kill Sebulba. Yeah, I think I'd definitely... Yeah, I'd probably be the same on that one. Because Jar Jar doesn't have all that stubble on his chin like Watto. I couldn't get over that. Sebulba has to die. I don't know why he was spared in the movie. And then I could never be married to Jar Jar because I'd kill him. Because uh, he just annoyed the crap out of me. I'd have to murder him. You'd have to give him half of everything you own. And that's just, you don't want, no, no, no. I don't want to be in court with Jar Jar yeah, Binks yeah. as the other, as the other you know, uh, part partner over there. No, thank you. You could like, I mean, you could give him half your spaceship and Jar Jar would just like, you know, put it in the microwave. You know, Burn your and, house down. Be- <laughs> it would like blow up. Moy, moy, Misa, Misa did no metal doesn't go in microwave. Spaceship is moy, moy. I love no. you. <laughs> strangle, strangle, choke. Can you choke. imagine? Can go you imagine into the a, light. Like go a, into the light, a, Jar Jar. Come show go. with Jar Jar as like the housewife. You know, like like a 1950s style, <laughs> like 50s sitcom. Like um, you know, like uh, um, what's it? What's the Donna one Reed called? Or whatever. Uh, Mary, whatever. Uh, the Do- the Donna Reed show, you know, like ja- the Jar Jar Reed show, and like Jim comes home, and he's like, "Honey, what's for dinner?" Well, Misa blow up house. Misa leave other one. Oh my god, you know. It, but it happens every day. Every day he burns your house down. <laughs> That's all I want to see now oh is Jar Jar married to anybody. <laughs> Jar Jar oh married gosh. to like. Donald Trump or something. Eventually you run out of money, you're homeless, and like he just burns your tent down, sleeping bag, you're just stuck uh, shivering in the cold. The Jar Jar Reed show. Oh no. I think we're going to have to We need to marry Jar Jar off to random people in the world, and in, not even just in Star Wars, just in the world. We need to like, I need to see that series. I need it in my life. 
badly. I think this is going to be on Disney Plus. I'm excited for it. This is definitely going to go. I'd watch the <laughs> hell out of that. Uh, I, I do love Jar Jar, and, and Ahmed Best, yeah. I have great respect for you. You actually are a stud. Um, we would have you on the podcast anytime, anytime yeah. anywhere. We absolutely love you. Um but we just love what fans yeah, say about Jar Jar. So. It's uh, he, he get he he gets way too much blame for uh, for Phantom Menace, but um, yeah, he, he's all he's always like a yep. he's the low hanging fruit to pick on. Yeah, you've said it's that. True. You've it's said true. that before. I I I don't know. I, he's comic relief in a movie that is not very funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like every mm. once in a while it's okay to laugh. Somebody should have told Todd Phillips that when he wrote Joker. <laughs> that was brutal yeah that was a very dismal movie speaking of dismal um tashua drank uh who is at quickfire4372 on twitter wrote to us and asking this is very timely guys this is just today thoughts on pablo hidalgo's self-imposed exile from twitter discourse by blocking almost everyone and making his account private you may not know that uh today pablo dago blocked almost half of all users on twitter from seeing his tweets uh and there's been a bit of a curfew well i think it. that Teacher guy is a giant pansy oh my god dude you can't say that <laughs> Well, pick another flower then. That's what that, that guy one, is. Tabe. I mean, come on. Let's just be real for a second here. I have blocked people because, not because they've interacted with me before, but I've seen them interact with people that I know. And then I'll actually look at their timeline and be like, yeah, that's somebody I don't want any part of. And I'll block them. And so people be like, oh, they blocked me and I've never interacted with them. I have no problem with blocking somebody that I can tell that I don't want any part of them. He's blocking people because they associate with people that he doesn't even know. He's just blocking all these mm. people because some clown told him to. You know, like, oh, they they don't like the they don't like the uh, the Edgar Van Skeever guy, the whatever, the Fandom Menace or whatever. I I'm not part of that crap. I don't know. This guy blocked us. You know, it's like I don't even know who you are. We all I know about you is that we make fun of you all the time because you you are a weak-minded fool. Pablo and I go way back. Um, like I was there with him in kindergarten, you know, when our mothers would pack uh, our taco and nacho lunch. Uh, being of Mexican extract myself as well, we had a lot in common. But things started to diverge um, after he won his first race around um, the merry-go-round. Uh, it was a close race, but after he won, he became this real like prick. And he just, he wouldn't talk to us. He started saying he had these special powers to decide what was canon or not and he was like either you're with me or you're against me and i was just like pablo we're we're like in kindergarten man um and i just don't get it like for me it's just weird i i really have a lot of sympathy i know he's super 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 famous i mean he probably lives in a mansion that's like you know six million dollars so he must you know have reason to block people but i just wish we could return to the earlier times before the dark times before Darth Sidious. He's a pansy. He's the biggest pansy in Star yeah. Wars fandom. But if you're going to block everyone, why even have Twitter? I mean, you can live without Twitter. No, you can't. Yes, you can. <laughs> no, you can't. Yes, you can. 
<laughs> All we'll just right. have to agree to disagree on that forever. Well, guys, you know, it's been a fantastic episode. I am a little bit road-weary after that dramatic uh, trip back to 1999 to see The Phantom Menace. Lord knows what the future holds for us here. Um, but stay tuned. Um, and, hey, uh, IG, tell the listeners where they can find us. Uh, you can follow <laughs> Faking Star Wars on Twitter and Instagram at at Faking Star Wars and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Real faking Star Wars. But if your name has any of the letters in Pablo Dalgo's name, we will block you and report you for abuse of letters. If you'd like to submit a question for us on Twitter, please use the hashtag FSWRadio and we possibly might read it next week. You can get official FSW t-shirts and coffee mugs and golf balls and all kinds of incredible gear at bit.ly that's b-i-t dot l-y bit.ly slash f-s-w merch that's bit.ly f-s-w merch and we always have sales going on so my recommendation is to wait until one of our great sales and buy everything like a sandstorm and if you like you can also follow me on twitter at storm duper and you can follow me at T Brontor. That's T E E B R O N T R at Twitter until they delete my account. And you can follow at FSW Radio on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, you could follow me, but I preemptively blocked the world. So good luck with that. Nothing gets through your steely carapace, right, IG? No, it blocks everything. Your twelve, your twelve-inch carapace. <laughs> yes. If you like what you hear and want to support what we do, please visit patreon.com slash faking Star Wars. Sign up and become a patron. You'll support us fakers financially so that I can record this in my basement and feed uh, warm vodka to our Russian trolls. Um, and we'll keep making the content that you love, but you also get a great reward. You can join for as little as a buck a month. Be like Darth Taxus, who is our ever-faithful, ever-true member of Patreon. But I have big news. We also want to give a great Faking Star Wars shout-out to Keith Harmon, who is our newest supporter on Patreon. Thank you, Keith. You'll never be the same. I just put a picture of you above my bed. He joined us at the Fake Jedi Knight tier. That's impressive. Yeah. Most we impressive. Have two, we have two names to remember now? Well, oh, I'm pretty God, sure that so Darth Taxis and Keith Harmon are the same person, but they just have two different Patreons. <laughs> it's kind of like the Emperor and Darth Sidious. You know they're the same, but yeah. just for the sake of a yeah, trilogy, yeah. you have to pretend that there's some drama there. Yes, yeah. Have you written us a review yet? If not, please consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. And if you write us a funny review, we just might read it on an upcoming episode. And uh, make sure you're using Stitcher, too, because we really love Stitcher. It's like our favorite thing in the world. It, it just is. It's the bee's knees. And always stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy and parody and satire. And thanks to you and all our followers for listening. Speaking of reviews, T, but we actually have a new review on iTunes from Barely Literate, who gave us a five-star review, who writes, Now with something new! And I don't know who this is. Uh, this person is completely uh, unknown to me, but they wrote, so I don't know how to gender them. Um, I'm going to use Darth. So this Darth person wrote, I know. I thought it was pretty amazing too. Listen, they talk about real Star Wars stuff more than you'd expect. 
So I think that's a uh, fantastic review. Um, we actually don't just talk about baloney. That's true. Um, I think it's not as crappy as you think. That's the that's. I I tend to agree. I think the scripted stuff is much better because we're a bunch of idiots. We can't improv or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, thanks a lot, everybody, and keep listening because we have uh, four more parts to this eight-part series coming at you um, with our next episode. Um, and it's been just fantastic talking to you guys. I hope it wasn't as painful for you as it was for me. Always stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net, and, of course, may the foe be with you. See you next time. <laughs>